this topic because um, it's such a key. In fact, I, I called it prayer is key to success. I didn't say the key, but it is a key to success. And this will be part two. I began this last week. And, and you know, if you've got something to take notes, if you, if you didn't bring your Bible or notepad, I, I challenge you to, to do so. Or better yet, you can go back to either ctcene.com and look up that, that message or go to Facebook. We're on YouTube. If you've got BoxCast, like if you stream, stream stuff, you can watch it there. And that doesn't mean you can't come to, shouldn't come on Tuesday night. That's just in case you want to go back and watch it again. But anyway, uh, we encourage you to take advantage of those things when you can't be here. I know uh, there's individuals out watching all over that uh, that's a blessing to. But you know what changed my life was having access to the Word like that. For me, when I was a young man, it was it was it was dragging a cassette player around, and it was listening to the sermons. We used to get the sermon. The, ser, the some of you are smiling. I know, I'm old, but uh, we would we would uh, get done with the sermon. As soon as the sermon was over, they would take that cassette tape and they would run it to the duplicators, and they would duplicate that that message to get it to people who wanted it after the service. And we'd have six or eight, uh, you know, duplicators out there. Then when when we graduated CDs, I had a stack. CD deal, and I'd give everybody CDs of the messages. And now I don't talk a lot about it, uh, but but how powerful that is when we can go back and hear the Word of God. If you're watching and listening, and and the Holy Spirit's speaking to you, what what about hearing that all all week long? High Call Ministries, our, our ministry, we do a, a message there uh, every morning, a short message there every morning, and and or it's available all during the day. But but it's there for us. And, and it's critical. I'm not the only voice out there, obviously, but I, I know what a difference it made for me to hear my pastor preaching to me all throughout the week and, and the impact because I knew that the Holy Spirit, I was in that church, a part of that ministry, and that the Holy Spirit was working for me in specific as I listen to that message. It's amazing to me how many times I have people come to tell me, man, you were preaching right at me. That was right for me. Well, I promise you, I don't sit up here and go, oh, jo oh boy, this is going to fix Joetta. I, she needs this. Well, no, I do do that sometimes with Joetta. But the rest of you, I don't do that. No, I'm just joking. But, you know, there's, there's times whenever you feel like, man, he, he, he knows what's going on. I, I've had people, uh, I had one man one time, he, his son was coming. He was in his 60s, and his son was in his late 30s, early 40s. And, and uh, he, he's, his son was accusing him of telling me what to preach. And he finally caught, he caught me after service. He said, you need to tell my son that I did not tell him what to preach to. to. I said, I don't know what's going on in your life, brother, but the Holy Spirit, he knows. The Lord loves you, obviously, because he wants to speak to your life. Well, see, that comes through being open to hearing the word, and it comes through developing a life of prayer because that tunes our ear in so that we begin to hear. You know, one of the things that you'll hear a definition of prayer, and I said this last week, but you'll hear the definition of prayer as uh, talking to God. And that's not a wrong definition, but for me, it's an incomplete definition. It's time spent with God. See, there's one thing about talking to somebody. There's another about that spending time and that exchange. My wife, uh, we were on the phone, and she got hung up at work, and we had the thing going here, and I, I went ahead and went, and we live clear on the east side of town, and so we have to drive all the way through, and it's a fairly long drive to get over here. Not bad, but not as far as some of you others that drive quite a ways, but I, I, we were talking on the phone uh, coming over here, and I asked her a question about something that, that pertaining our Thanksgiving coming up, and she said, I told you that last night. 
I said, you did. And she said, yes, I did. And you said, okay, good. You responded. You, you acknowledged the fact that I told you. Now, we've been married 35 years. She understands this stuff happens, okay? But I, but I can tell you this. There's times when we're talking, but we're not hearing, receiving, listening. Now, so that's the difference. When I just spend my prayer time telling God all my needs, it's not that He's not listening, but I'm not positioned to, to gain the help that I need. I used the illustration of how I was a young man and, and I was spending all my time in our kitchen back there in, in well, in about 86 or 7, you know, I was in, we were sitting in this little, I'm sitting in this little kitchen praying, meeting with God. You know, when we build our, our prayer around not just going to God, telling Him what our need is, but spending time with Him, we begin to build a relationship. That's what I love about Cowboy Church. That's what I love about the way we present this. It's not about a, a religion. It's, not, it's about a relationship with a living God. And you know what? He understands. Do you know that you can be honest with God? There's been times whenever I've said, God, I know that's what I'm supposed to do, but I don't want to do that. And you know what? God is not surprised. He's not coming back at me all mad and going to correct me. And, and, and although he will bring correction to us, he'll, he'll help us. But, you know, I hope that you have an image of God that is better than just some old man with a beard and a big stick waiting for us to mess up. I think that's some people's idea of God. He's a God who loves. Now, does that mean he never corrects? No. I loved my kids, but they knew what, you know, what, what it was like to get corrected. Uh, you know, they, there was never any question, my dad loved me, but I remember some, some serious whoopings that came as a result of not listening. But you know what? Here's the thing. I never doubted his love for me. And, and that's the thing about God. When we begin to get an understanding of God, if he's ever bringing correction, I'll promise you, it's not to take away, it's to improve or to increase our life. When I began to spend that time, built that, built that, that time around prayer to where uh, I began to build my, the beginning of every day right there with God, and I began to meet Him in that place. In Luke chapter, what did I, what did I tell you to go? Luke chapter, did I even tell you? Luke chapter 11. See, you had the Holy Spirit already there, right? I'm just joking. Come on. Loosen up. Luke chapter 11, verse 1. He says, and one day Jesus was praying in a certain place. Now, Certain place. What's that mean? Well, we don't really know. It doesn't define that. But a certain place. I'm reading out of the NIV. If you're using electronic Bibles, you can flip over there to the NIV if you're not already there. But one day Jesus was praying. Now, that was not one day he finally began to pray. It was on his normal day. The day they're acknowledging was this day. It was a normal day for Jesus, but he was in a certain place and he was praying. Now, he was obviously traveling, so he didn't, wasn't able to pray in the same place all the time. But I have no doubt that he had certain places at different times that he would use uh, and he would, he would pray. It says, then uh, one of the disciples, when, when he was finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as Don, John taught his disciples to pray. Now, we're, we're, we're going to go through the Lord's Prayer uh, in a little while, but I want us to remember a few things that were that were that are important about what I said last week, and that's this: When is the time to pray? I don't think there's any specific time during the day to pray, 
But I think there is a lot of significance in beginning your day with prayer. Jesus would sometimes pray all night. And I said that last week. There's, there's times when more time is required because the, the battle's bigger. The challenges is bigger. The question is bigger. I mean, I guarantee you whenever we were battling, uh, our oldest daughter went, went through a cancer uh, situation at, at age 20. When we went through that, we spent a lot of extra time in prayer. But I can tell you this, it, it, didn't, it wasn't way out of ordinary because we already developed that life. Now, she came through that well. We're, we're on the other side of that long past, uh, blessed and, and, uh, and, able to, and, and able to praise God as a result. But the, the gospel showed before, the, before and after every major event that Jesus got alone and prayed. You can see multiple times where he separated himself and got alone and prayed. Uh, let's, I'm trying not to rehash everything that I preached last night. But let's look at Mark chapter uh, 6 as an example. And uh, in Mark chapter 6... Jesus did the miracle of feeding the 5,000. I, I love that, uh, that story. I love the way that Jesus used his disciples. And, you know, I, the heading in, I think in the heading in this Bible, it says that Jesus fed the 5,000. But I, I, I make a correction to that. Jesus and his disciples fed the 5,000. He didn't do it without them. He could have, but he chose not to. Just a little side note there. But look at verse 45. He says, immediately Jesus, now he just fed the 5,000. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into a boat and go ahead of him to, the, to Bethesda while he dismissed the crowd. After leaving them, he went up to the mountainside to pray. Then later that night, so he went up there to pray. What was he doing? He was going to recharge. He was going to, to be in, 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 re, recharged, to, to be encouraged. You know, uh, we, whenever we go through times of, of distress, when we go through times that are difficult, when we go through times that are a challenge, this ought to be an indicator to go and pray. But you know what? If we haven't already developed that spending time with God habit, it's difficult when you don't feel like it. It's difficult whenever you're overwhelmed with emotion or you're overwhelmed with grief or you're overwhelmed with physical, you're physically drained. But I can tell you that if you learn to develop that time and that habit, that in those times, that's the thing you can't wait to get to. It's time with God. I tell you what, there's times when it's not easy. There's times when it, when it doesn't, you, you can't just do it uh, by, by your flesh. I, I love it whenever, you know, I mean, man, they were singing, was, was everybody all of a sudden got happy and all of a sudden got, you know, jazzed. I mean, that, that, that music, it, it built something. But you know what? I could have walked in here and began to preach with that same in, in energy on my part because I've learned to do it by faith. I've learned to do it regardless of what I feel. There's times, believe it or not, there's times when I don't feel like coming to preach. There's times when I don't feel like going to pray. There's times when I don't feel like it. But you know what? It's easy to not be moved or led by my feelings because years ago I learned to, to not be led by my feelings but by my faith and my choice and my decision how I'm going to walk. That goes back to how I was going to be with a Christian, as, at walk as a Christian. There were times I didn't feel like being a Christian, but I chose to say, Lord, I'm going to do what you say do. I'm going to, I'm going to follow you. There were times when I didn't feel like being married. 
That was a long time ago. But there was times whenever I was like, you know what? I, uh, I, I, this is too much work. If it was, you ever, you ever heard this statement? You probably have. You might've even said it. If it was meant to be, it wouldn't be this hard. <laughs> Any of you older folks, you know, you, you've, you've learned to get past that. Now, see, there's a certain amount of just choice. I am very, very thankful. My wife figured this out early that she was going to choose to love me regardless when I was a knucklehead. I was going to choose to love her even though sometimes she was hard-headed and selfish. And let's see, what else? Let's see, keep going down the list. Now, see, we, we all have those, those times like that. But see, here's the thing. When I developed that as a, as a younger man, and I developed that not only in my relationship with her, you know, it, it's kind of like with my kids. We, we taught them when we played sports. Growing up in agriculture, growing up with cattle and, and hay and, and, and cutting wheat and planting wheat and harvesting stuff, you didn't go, oh, man, I know, the, I know the hay's ready, but I really need to sleep. Anybody ever, you, you know, you, you, you ever, you might have had that thought and then your dad thought, taught you something different. You know, you might have said, well, you know, I, I would, I, I don't really want to go put those cows in. I mean, the fence is broke. I don't want to fix it. I don't want to do it. No, you just go do it, Right. Well, see, that comes with, what do you do when, when the alarm clock rings? You go, oh, okay, another day I'm going to get up and I'm going to go to work. Why? Because you signed up for it. You need the paycheck. Whatever the, all the reasons are, you make a choice. Now, I, I, it's funny. I work back here on Thursdays and, and help pin cattle back and bring the horses up. And the last two weeks have been, man, it's been some big sales, long sales. I mean, 10 to 12 hours solid horseback. And we're not just trail riding. I mean, we're opening the gates and trotting and, and loping. And, and I mean, it's, it's, it's the intense riding. Well, we were, we've started the day, and there's one guy, he just got a bad attitude. He was just grumbling, grumbling, grumbling. He's gr opening the gate. We hadn't even started yet. And he's, oh, I said, what's wrong? He said, oh, it's just going to be one of them days. I said, really? And then he just looked at me because he knew he was going to get it. I said, why? I believe it's going to be a good day. I'm choosing to make it a good day. Let's make that choice. So, so many things are, are about the choice that we make. But all of those things can be influenced and, and changed through that time in prayer. You know, there's something about the discipline to not give your flesh rulership. There's so much about that. You know, we were reading in men's Bible study this morning. We were in, in uh, uh, Romans chapter 8, verse, verses 1 through 4, 5, right in there. And, it, and it's amazing what that teaches. But I was talking to the guys, and I, I, wasn't, I normally don't teach that. It's usually Mike, but Mike couldn't show up. And so, so we just, I gave him my version of, of those verses and how valuable they are to me. But it's that willingness to say, God, I'm going to do things. I'm going to think on, the, on spiritual things. I'm not going to be led by my flesh. God, you said this, so I'm going to entrust it to you. I'm going to choose to walk with you. In that time spent with God, we can develop that habit to just begin to, be, to, to do what God said. Do and follow His will, His direction. You know, Jesus, even though He was the Son of God, He was still man. He came into the earth as, as man, set aside His deity power. And he made the choice and the decision to follow God's will when he could have deviated from that plan. He made that choice on a continual basis, and I believe he made that choice through his time in prayer, being recharged, re-energized by God. 
you know, uh, something about prayer, and I wrote this down. Uh, remember, prayer may not change all the things for you, but it will sure change you for all things. You know, you begin to think about that. We want, I, I want to pray, and I teach about effective prayer and teach about prayer of faith and, and positive what the Word of God says and believe in God for miracles. But, you know, there's times when, when we would have it a different way than, than how God has it planned. We have to be willing to say, okay, God, I'm willing to see your side of this. I'm willing to see how you, you do this, these things. See, he doesn't always change all things for us. And, and by that, I really mean the way we think it ought to be. I've had to learn that there's times whenever we're praying for the miracle before the surgery and God's going to give us strength to get through it and the healing come on the other side. I don't always understand why, but I know the end result of health, the end result of trust in God, giving us the ability to go through those things. There's a lot of examples of that. But prayer is the stop that keeps going. Now think about that. You, you come into a time of prayer and you stop everything. But when you pray, you, you keep things in motion where God's word and, and things are concerned. So uh, let's go back to, and I, I don't want to, uh, let's go back to um, Matthew chapter 6. And let, let's use this uh, rendering of the Lord's Prayer. I, I told you I was going to do this last week or that we were going to be talking about this because one of the things that in developing a time in prayer, there's something about spending time with. You know, uh, my wife's love language, if you ever studied love languages, her number one is, is uh, quality time. And so uh, she, she wants to spend time together. Now, it's funny, the time together needs to be the time she wants to be. So, you know, I love the YouTube, I love to watch YouTube and I love to watch ranch roping, you know, or, or, you know, horse training or, you know, some hunting deals, you know, working dogs or, or, I mean, I've got, you know, roping, rodeo and stuff. I mean, that's, I, that's, that'd be what I'd watch. Or if I'm picking out a movie, you know, John Wayne is really good. Doesn't matter which one. I mean, we could start with McClintock and, you know, you could just keep working down. But I mean, there's all these great movies that I would pick, but I end up watching other stuff. Because she's running a remote. See, what I've had to learn was the quality time with her and, and making her happy was more important than what I got. I, I can watch my stuff other times. And so, um, you know, she learned that when, when, you know, it's funny, when we were dating, she would, she would run, the, run, run the shoot during, when we'd rope practice. She'd run the shoot. She didn't do that. One, I don't think she's been out there one time since we've been married. Anyway, it's amazing. Amazing. Look at this way, the way Jesus talks about prayer. Spending time. Now, my point was this. We spend time together. And even though we've been married all these years, even though we know one another well, we have to constantly pursue one another, constantly work at being what the other needs us to be. And, and it's, pretty, it's, it's pretty neat to see. But it begins as the example of how we walk with God. Verse 9, it says, This is then how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive those who are our debtors. Or we're at, We also are, have forgiven our debtors. I'm doing this off of reading instead of memory, and I'm getting them confused. 
Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil for thine is kingdom, power, and glory forever. Now, most of you, many of you, I shouldn't say most, but many of you memorize that scripture or that, that passage, that prayer. And that's great to have it memorized. But God gave us as a model how to come and spend time with God. If you've ever wondered about how can I spend a lengthy time with God, it doesn't take you about five minutes to tell Him all your needs, all your complaints, right? I mean, you could go through a long list. You could even go through the list of the prayer list from church. You, you, could, you could go through all these different needs, and you're going to spend maybe 10 minutes with God, and then you're, what's going to happen? Here's what can begin to happen. If you break this down into ways to pray, you can begin by saying, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. What's that mean? You begin to praise God. When I begin my time in prayer, when I'm getting ready, Gene, for a, a, a sermon, when I'm getting up in the morning, whatever is my, my initial, I have developed, that's my initial beginning time with God, is, Father, I thank you for all that you've done. I thank you for how good you are. I begin to think, you, you look at the examples where the children of Israel in 2 Chronicles 20, where if Jehoshaphat's needing prayer, he goes to God and he says, you're the God who got us through the Red Sea. You're the God who defed us in the wilderness. You're the God who, you know, delivers, knocked down the walls of Jericho. You're the God who's a provider. What does that do? It sets the tone for our time. It's in, in that time with God, you begin to exalt Him. And you know what that does? It takes you from my list of problems to how big my God is. And see, that begins to, to change everything. And you know what? There's some days when I am drained and when I'm at the end of me and I don't have any more physical, mental, emotional, whatever to give. And I go, God, I thank you that you're And I may, and I'm going to, you know what I've learned to do? I'm going to camp right there till I get some victory. I'm going to spend some time just worshiping God. Because here's the thing. He already knows my needs. He, he already knows everything. He's already setting up my, my answers. He's already setting up my provision. If I'm trusting him, if I'm following him, I, I'm developing him. But he says, our, our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Well, you know, you ought to do a study on the names, different names for God. It's pretty awesome how it, it, there's certain words, certain times where God described himself in a way. Jehovah Rapha, our healer. Jehovah Rama, I'm there. Jehovah, I think Sid Canu, my banner. There's all these different, I'm probably not saying the Hebrew names right, but they're close, you know. El Shaddai, the all-sufficient one. All these different, you know, Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Well, if you begin to think about those words and begin to understand what those words are, what are those words doing? They're painting a picture of who he is. You can go down through your favorite psalms, some of the psalms that, that, that worship God declaring who he is. One great example I always love to go to, and we're not going to turn there because I don't want to get distracted, but is, is uh, Acts chapter 4 when they were told not to pray or to preach in the name of Jesus. They came and they gathered together in the room and Peter and John came back and they said, man, we got in trouble for healing the man at the beautiful gate. Remember that? And he comes, they come into that situation. And they said, God, you're the God. You're, and they begin to declare who he was. And the room was shaken. See, our, our, our life begins, our prayer time, our time with God begins to be transformed when we, when we praise, when we praise. That's what that hallowing the name of the Lord is. God, I'm going to get my eyes off my problems. I'm going to get my eyes on you, and I'm going to praise you 
for who you are, what you've done, and what you're going to do. That's a, that's a decision of, of faith. And see, it's conditioning me to not be ruled by my flesh, which says I'm tired. My flesh says I'm beat. My flesh says I don't have any more to give. But my spirit says, oh, but God. Right, Bill? Amen. You've been going through it, but you go, are going through it. Amen. God is greater. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. 1 John 4, 4. I mean, get those kinds of scriptures. And when you spend time, when you begin to, I mean, there may be times when you've only got 30 minutes to, to pray. You may not get to, and, and at the, you've run out of time because you've been praising God, getting the victory, being uplifted, being strengthened. And all of a sudden you look up, oh, I got to get to work. And you can just say, okay, God, there's a need. You got it. I'm going to trust you with them. See, because you turn what you, what you went into and you changed how you approached everything. He says, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Then he's, the second thing he, break, he brings in, he says, your kingdom come, your will be done. Now listen, when you, when you begin to block off time, having a meeting with God, and you're saying, God, I'm going I'm to come to you in this way. I'm first of all going to praise you. Then I'm going to come to you. I had not got to the needs yet. I ain't got to my list. I ain't got to my want, my gripes, none of that. That's on down the road. But I'm saying, God, I want your kingdom to come. What's that mean? I want your plan, your way. I want you involved in my life. I tell you what, when, when, when I have done that, just entrusted things to God, I say, God, I want, I want to see, I want to see your glory. There's a song, uh, Let It Rain. Y'all know, let it rain, let it rain. Anyway, part of the song, part of the words of that, I, that's what I get my guitar out sometimes, and I just sing that song, I get down, man, it's awesome. It's really easy, E, G, C, and D, and it's a weird progression. You start like C, it's a, it's a weird thing, it's, but it's, it's those configurations, and you just, man, I just, let it rain, and, I, and let it rain, the glory of God. It's, I want to see you, it's part of those words. See, you begin to say, that's part of this kingdom thing. But then the next part is probably as important as any of it. He says, your will be done. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. You know what? Bill, uh, we, were, we were talking, he said, man, I just want to have control sometimes. I just like to control things sometimes. That's, that's, that's a pretty common theme. Does anybody else like to control things sometimes. You like to control how things are going to turn out. You, want to, you don't want to turn loose of that. But I tell you what, if we come into that prayer time and we learn to yield to Him, I train, 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 working these horses, trying to train some horses to yield, to, to be willing to give, willing to flex, willing to bend. I'm not very good at it, but, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm no professional horse trainer. But that's what we're trying to get. That horse then can be the most productive it can ever be. In my life, I'm never as productive if I can't yield to God. If I learn to yield to Him, how powerful, how powerful that can be. Your kingdom come, your will be done. And you know what? That's a scary thing. I had dreams. I got goals. I got plans. I got, whoa, wait a minute, God. I, I Yeah, wait a minute. But you know what? The Bible says in Romans uh, 12, 1, he says, Present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to Him, which is your reasonable service. He says, give it all to him. Every once in a while, I just metaphorically speaking, just mentally take it all, just throw it all on the altar, say, here it is, God. 
What do you want? What do I need? What do you want me to, what, what, what needs to go? Is there anything between me and you? And I tell you what, that's scary. Some of y'all might not be ready to do that. I'm not going to have an altar call for that tonight. But in your heart of hearts, if God could be ministering to you to set you free of some stuff where you just say, you know what, God, I'm going to relinquish the control of this situation, of this marriage, of this kids, of this failed marriage, of this health situation, of this financial thing, of whatever it is. I'm going to entrust it to you, God. I'm going to give it to you. Your kingdom come, your will be done. And you know what? When we, when we stay yielded to him, it doesn't have to be a bad thing to turn loose. It could be really, really good. Anyway, his kingdom come, his will be done. Now, I'm not going to get through all this tonight. You're going to have to come back next week. We'll work on it next week. On earth as it is in heaven. He says, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He says, man, I want the kingdom things of God, the good things of God to come and be manifest in my life. You know, sometimes the world thinks that Christians have to give a bunch of stuff up. And all I see is the things that I'm free from. I see the benefits that God has for us. You know, listen, you may be at a point in your life where you say, you know what? I've tried to serve God and things get more difficult. Well, I can tell you this. I've been, I've been teaching on that uh, up at Carrier. Don't give the devil a foothold. Listen, anytime you commit your life to God, you also create a, a uh, or not create, but you, you also incite a, a battle against you. So, okay, well, I don't want to do anything good with God because I don't have to deal with the devil. I got enough problems. But here's the thing. We overcome him. We overcome him. Jesus overcame the enemy. He overcame that situation. But there will be sometimes a battle. You decide, you determine you're going you're gonna to tithe. You probably have something break down. But you know what? God will make a way. You may, you may decide that you're going to not do something so that you can be at church. And you say, well, I'm giving up this other thing. And something, there will be all kinds of things try to come against you. You commit to coming to church. And all of a sudden, there will be all these reasons why you can't come. But you know what? That's when you keep standing on the Word of God, keeping and trusting it to you, to, to Him, praying for His will to be done in your life. You know, wonderful thing is, if we, if we stay on track with that, we prove to the, to the enemy that he's not going to win. When we set ourselves as a discipline that says, you know what, no matter how difficult it gets, I'm standing right here. No, no matter how difficult it is, I'm going to hold on to, to God and his word. I guarantee you, you get to the other side. And it'll be good. Anybody, can anybody attest to that? Anybody says amen to that? See, because there's some here that are, that are in that place where you're going, I don't know. But I can guarantee you, you hold fast. God will carry you through. Well, listen, I've got I to gotta wrap this up tonight. But let's go before the Lord in prayer and before we get the deans back up here to sing. Father, we just come before you tonight. And Lord, we didn't get through this. But Father, we began. And Lord, if we can just incorporate a daily time of worshiping and hallowing your name, praising you, and a, and a, and a, and a few moments in our life where we say, okay, God, I, I want your kingdom to come, your glory, your power, and I want your will to be done in my life. Father, I'm entrusting my life to you. I'm trusting that, that it's going to be better with you than it could ever be without you. Father, I thank you that those that, that, that are Christians, but yet maybe not submitted to that, surrendered to that, and they want to do that tonight, I pray that you just give them the boldness 
to make that commitment in their hearts to say, Lord, I'm going to begin to trust you in a way like I've never trusted you before. Father, I pray and I ask you to minister to, to each and every one here. Lord, if there's anybody with the sound of my voice who's never made Jesus Christ Lord of their life, you know, maybe you don't even understand how to make Jesus Christ Lord. Or maybe don't understand the need for that. But you know what? A loving God sent his son to die for our sins, to remove the things that hindered us being children, his children of God and have an eternity with him but father it wasn't just about eternity it's also about this life now that lord i thank you and i praise you that through life a relationship with jesus christ that we can have help and hope and encouragement and strength right now so father if there's somebody who who would say you know what tonight i want to begin a journey of 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 relationship with with this jesus Bible says we can call upon his name. You in your heart of hearts can say, Lord Jesus, forgive me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart, come into my life. Make me, make me yours and be my Lord and Savior. When you begin that prayer, you begin a relationship with Jesus Christ. And Father, I pray that you know each and every one that would make that decision tonight. And I pray, Father, that they begin and acknowledge that before us, to us, so that we can help them along that way. We praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You know, uh, if we 